Sooners Headline News. I'm your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Monsieur Histoire. Mysteries in the house. In the house. And our closet man, Jake Wall. Loving the flannel. (laughs) We're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all servicemen and women. So take your seats and get informed and have a laugh as the Swearing In Podcast presents Service Headline News. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know if I was going to try that French thing, but I, I panicked at the last second. I threw it <laughs> you went full we, in on it. I we, went all the way in on it, right? Yeah. According to my Duolingo, I'm on, day, <laughs> I'm on a 15-day streak right now. I like the whole ab- perfect. Abra. Yep. Abra. No, Abra. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh Eric, you had a little jaunt up into our neighbors to the north, Wyoming. I did. Yeah, I went into Jackson, had a great trip, floated the river, did a little fishing, uh, seen a bear on the shoreline. Badass. Because you don't ever see him. Yeah. You were (laughs) seen as bear or you saw a bear? We, in the raft, floating down the river, saw a bear. To find out the official response... Go to Eric's OnlyFans account. Updated this week. They do call him Papa Bear. Papa New Bear. Bear Adventures. So check this out now. We're floating down the river. My my host, her name is Kelly. She loses nice. her cell phone. Oh, you're and kidding. No, we thought it was on the shore. We had some food and we stopped off the river to eat. Sort of like a picnic. We were just eating. Get back in the boat. We raft down a little bit. And she goes, I don't have my phone. So we pull off again. Now, you know, the river's running pretty good. It's not like you're going to slow down. So we're probably a mile away. What so three of was? us, Snake River. Oh, Snake River. Snake River. That evil. So we get off the raft. We start munching through freaking some deep, deep timber shit. It's all falling down. We go all the way back. No fucking phone. We get all the way back to the raft. We get back on the river. Raft, the, the thing is gone. And... Next thing you know, now we're seeing a bear after we just tromped all over the place. And we're all like, oh, holy shit. We're not so sure that was a good idea or not. Bottom line is we lost the phone, but we had a hell of a good time, man. Hell of a good Um, time. Yeah. In addition to that, tell us about the museum that you stopped at. Yeah. So in the middle of Du Bois, Wyoming, they have a museum. It is called the Military, hold on, it's rising. It's the National Museum of Military Vehicle, but incorporates so much more, man. They've got a weapons vault. The weapons range from uh, the Civil War all the way to, to modern times. Uh, I'm looking at the when, website. Are those are those real vehicles or are they like mock-ups? No, these are real vehicles. Now, a lot of them have been refurbished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're all real. But it's not got plastic and styrofoam. It's metal. Negative. Right? Correct. Wow. Full-size Higgins boat. Uh, it, was, it was an amazing place. Uh, it literally cool. took us four hours to check this place out. Um, so much more than what I thought it was going to be. In fact, I even asked, why is it in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. And one of the guys yeah. goes, <laughs> the guy with all the money, because it's a personal collection, oh, moved to, to Wyoming from the East Coast. And people wow. started hearing that he had all these tanks and, you know, tracks and a- APCs and all kinds of stuff. And they're like, can we see him? And finally, he just fronted the money for this museum. 
Amazing, wow. amazing place. If you ever get a chance, I highly recommend it. It's crazy. Much better collection than Dragon Man is. Oh, makes Dragon but, Man look silly. He, here's what's crazy, though. It's a guy from the East Coast that got tired of all the random stuff in there and moved. Yeah, he moved everything West. out to Wyoming. He would yeah. be able to make so much more money. Uh, for the vets who are retirees, active duty, it's no cost. Uh, those coming in as a guest are 20 bucks, 20 bucks to see the place. Well, for uh, those listening, amazing. I'll put this uh, link in the uh, description of the show. National Museum of Military Vehicles. Pretty cool. Yeah. They even had this one area for Vietnam where he's got bamboo um, alleyways, and it looks like you're walking in the dark. Oh, wow. And then hmm. you walk up to a screen and you push a button, and it highlights you know, a punji a punji ditch, you know, with the punji oh, sticking man. out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it describes it. And then he talks about trip wires and, and a bouncing Betty and the sling loaded tree that spikes that come off and hit you. Oh, yeah. So he's That's got all these straight things. out of Green Beret by John. Oh, yeah, John, John J. Rambo made that. Out in the uh, yeah, out in the forest too. of uh was he was he up in Oregon for the first one? He was first one Oregon. Was it Oregon, Oregon or Washington? Washington. Yeah. He, is, he was headed to Washington. It was Oregon. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Get out of here, hippie. Fucking Oregon. Amazing place, though. Highly yeah, recommend That place. Well, speaking of history. Don't go there history? if you're a Californian. <laughs> you know, history tonight, I've got a very short one. It's very short. However, it's for my, my main host, Marty. Oh. So I'm going to throw out oh, a name man. for you. I'm the main host. I'm going to see if everybody a, knows uh, that Marty. I'm going to throw out a name for you, Marty. And I want you to tell me if you hear it or you've heard it. All right. Little Willie. <laughs> little, like, no, little Willie. I don't, I don't know who. Thankfully, little Willie is. I have never heard of that. Well, gentlemen, here it comes. You got a very so, good friend named Willie. And I've never been introduced to Little Willie. Well, no. (laughs) Well, you're going to get an introduction. All right. So Little Willie was the first working tank in the world. It provided that a vehicle encompassing armored protection and internal combustion engine and tracks was a possibility for the battlefield. September 6, 1915, the first Lord of the Admiralty, Winston Churchill created a land ships committee to tackle the problems of trench warfare. After many experiments and false starts, an agricultural firm called William Foster and Company of Lincoln was contracted to build a prototype machine. Its designers, William Tritton and Walter Wilson, came up with a set of workable tracks which were fitted to the land ship now known as Little Willie. Said to be an irrelevant nickname for the German crown prince, Kaiser Wilhelm. By the time Little Willie was rebuilt, Wilson and Trenton had already come up with an improved idea of a machine with tracks running the way all the way around the vehicle and which would be able to cross trenches. This would become the classic British tank design of the Great War. Thus, Little Willie was redundant almost as soon as it was built. But the first tank to roll out September 6, 1915, with Little Willie. I'm going to give you a couple of facts on it. Country of use was Britain. I love this. The number produced was one. Oh. 
<laughs> had five crew members. It weighed 16 tons. Oh, man. What do you do? Way too heavy, right? Uh, had a speed of 3.5 miles per hour. You could walk faster. Had an armor of 10 millimeter. Full name was Little Willie. Produced by Britain. And the era was World War One. <laughs> so I'm going to okay. put the link in our chat to this thing. And uh, take a look at the video when you get a chance. Okay. Because it actually shows Little Willie. Little Willie. All and right. there you have it. I thought you'd get a kick out of that, nice. uh, Mr. Armorer guy. That's your first tank deployment. Well, if it had been the first U.S. tank, I would have been excited. Oh, here we go. But, okay. Good job, Brits. Good job. Well, I didn't go with the Americans because I wanted it. It's the first armor, first armor yeah. running around a field. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, it's always good, even though I was artillery, but that's okay. Armor's <laughs> fun. Armor's good, too. British uh, armor's even, it had nothing British armor's to do even better. With Marty, that's what's funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was still good because it's the it was first good. tank. It was good. I agree. First tank. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's little, get out of the news, gentlemen. The welcome, <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. The red horde is coming. It's coming, baby. It's already Ooh. here. Um, first is that story w we got H, or is that Agent? no? <laughs> okay, the red, wall, the red ward. She's the gr red horde. I think she was a dancer <laughs> down in New Orleans, actually, when I was down in Fort Polk. Nice. Um, it's a Cajun, the fire. Cajun red horde. Um, <laughs> but the first story is from Business Insider magazine. All right. Hmm. Chinese nationals are posing as tourists, have accessed U.S. military bases and other sensitive sites. So, like you said earlier in our pregame show, uh, Eric, that they've probably been doing this for years. But yeah, no but news. Think of some of the in, when, when as I read through this, I, I I'll read through it and then I'll tell you my skit idea at the end of it, right? <laughs> so, according to an exclusive report by the Wall Street Journal, Chinese nationals who sometimes posed as tourists assess accessed U.S. military bases and other sensitive sites around a hundred times in recent years. The newspaper cited U.S. officials who described the incidents as potential forms of espionage. What? Well, well no shit. The Chinese participate no. in espionage? I mean, no. They can get confused as drivers and stuff, but maybe that's just their snake in the grass stuff, right? Where's McDonald's? Well, that's coming up. Last year, the U.S. Department of Defense, FBI, and other agencies held a review to try to curb the frequency of these breaches, which involved unauthorized entries into U.S. military bases and other federal sites. Most of the incidents took place in rural areas, away from tourist hotspots and commercial airports, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal. In one such incident, Chinese nationals were found scuba diving <coughs> off Cape Canaveral, home to the Kennedy <laughs> Space Center. <laughs> it gets even funnier this one at another site in florida an intelligence center in key west there have been repeated incidents of chinese nationals posing as tourists swimming near the facility and taking pictures 
I mean, just set that in your mind, the guy doing a side stroke with a Nikon. <laughs> Trying to take and, pictures. And what worth do you get from taking a picture of exactly. the outside? Exactly, exactly. Keep that in mind, too. The defenses, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In at least one instance, an incursion uh, there at Key West has led to arrests with three Chinese citizens receiving prison sentences in 2020 after pleading guilty to illegally entering a naval air station in Key West and taking photos. Mm. Other instances include a group of Chinese nationals claiming to be tourists who tried to push past guards at Fort Wainwright, Alaska, saying they had a reservation at a hotel on the base. <laughs> the base is okay. home to the 11th Airborne Division, which is focused on Arctic warfare. Now, I, just that statement, push past guards. Eric, you stood gate guard before. Yeah. Has anybody ever tried to push past you? It's just, it's silly. It's So just... the, the terminology they used is silly. You're correct. But as you both know, we've certainly, it's not the first time to have protests. Yeah, you, the do the, you do the crowd control yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, where guys have tried to circumvent, you know, entry points and go through... You know, but but nobody in that protest was like, hey, we got reservations at your hotel no. that's only for military mm. only. No, <laughs> not so at all. No. Uh, there are other attempts at gate crashing of all Chinese nationals who claimed this is a who claimed their Google Maps maps had directed them to the nearest fast food restaurant, which happened to be on military base. There you yep. go. Oh, Google. What are you trying to get to? Anthony's? You're dying for Anthony's pizza? Robin Hood? B BK? Robin Hood. Robin Hood. The BK almost on every single base. The bottom dweller of all sub shops, Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood. Why? I tried I, to get to Robin Hood. Wouldn't you believe you'd have a better story for a guard if you were I, uh, Right, right, right. I had a flat tire. Can I use your phone? <laughs> You know, my wife's pregnant. She's in the car. You guys were close. I thought well, it's it does say officials noted to the Wall Street Journal that many individuals who have been confronted by security officials have responded with language that appears to be scripted, saying they're merrily <laughs> lost tourists. <clears throat> so they got one or two scripts they just give out to everybody, I guess. <laughs> On some I occasions, Pentagon spokesman Sue Goff said... Individuals gained access to a base by speeding through security checkpoints. Now, nice. how many, what, what they sped through? They're like, ah, but, but, we couldn't catch them. But they said now. this was years ago though, right? I guess. Like over the years. But we got Jersey barriers or, or those pop-up barriers. Oh, at least, every at least single... serpentine, right? They're called yeah. bollards, the ones that come out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. the bollards. No, just yeah. the posts, yeah. The, um... I've seen the, the clamshell ones. Yeah. yeah, the clamshell ones or the, like that's, it's not spiked, but it's clamshell slots, basically. No cars going through it or over it. Oh, that's for damn sure. So that's, I, I kind of question that one too. Especially if they're just, if this article is just describing incidents over the last couple of years, there ain't nobody speeding through a security. No, no, no. Right? They're going to get peppered. No, so, I think you would. You the only the only thing I can think of is some Chinese guy wanted to try to start some infiltration group, and he didn't have a whole lot of money or resources, 
So he's just coming up with these ideas so he can pitch it to big CCP over in China and go, look, look what I'm doing. Hire me. Hire Here's me. how easy it is. I got people swimming with cameras. I got people trying to get to Abbo's Pizza on base. You know, I mean, uh, it's working. It's working, guys. It's working. So I wonder how that ties in. You guys are both aware how much property and land that Chinese officials have purchased. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gotta be tied to that. How how far can we extend our presence through the US? Well, they're tr they're right. trying everything, right? Land. Yeah. Let's get to the yeah. bases. I mean, uh the diagonal from Denver to Boulder, that toll lane is owned by the Chinese now. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, because Colorado sold it to them. They're like, Oh yeah, you guys want to build it? It's yours. You know? Amazing. And so I was like, Are our tolls going to China? <laughs> But I mean, I think they're just try everything. They just got groups. They're just like, just keep pushing. Just keep doing what you're doing. TikTok, Americans love it. Keep keep farming data on TikTok. Huawei. Well, we, we both right? know they they steal the secrets. We talked about the ejection seat that uh, had, <laughs> had right. the faulty yeah. rib way back when. Had the oh, faulty yeah, uh, charge. <laughs> hmm. Well, what did I hear? I heard an analyst say that the Chinese were really good at imitating but they're not very good at innovating yeah good point so they take a lot of our technology and they can copy it and, and you know like a in a heartbeat um but they don't come up with the ideas themselves well maybe they are now you know i mean they came up with COVID 19 on their own you know, was, <laughs> well it what they did have our help too though well so, i'm sure they did so maybe okay. they didn't come up with it on it i'm gonna uh -huh. i'm gonna send you two articles just compare these pictures are you familiar with the Chinese space plane? No. Space plane. Oh, really? strangely, literally, the only difference between the U.S. space plane, who may or may not have came up with it years prior to, and the <laughs> Chinese space plane is the freaking flag. <laughs> it's the exact flag. That's line. it. What they do? Copy our shuttle? Is that what they did? No, no, no. We have a space plane, right? We have that Boeing X. Oh, the one that goes like a low Earth orbit kind of thing, right? Yeah. Just enough to go into the atmosphere. Or yeah, the Boeing X-37. Uh, okay, okay. Right? Look up the Boeing X-37. Well, I thought or you were anybody... going to something. Oh, fine. I'll send you a picture. Why? If you're gonna send it, I was gonna share it. That's why. I'm I'm just giving you this information. But literally, like the X thirty seven. That's that's ours. Yeah, Correct. that's our version. Um. Pretty cool. It is cool, right now. Now. Little test vehicle. I mean, it's not as innovative as Little Willie was. No, that's not innovative at all because that <laughs> looks like a direct ripoff. Oh, of yeah, sure. Our oh, sure. X-37. Right. For sure. Like a blatant, like that picture right there. That's the Boeing that you're passed on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Dude, a little more like, rounded, but that's it. <laughs> but that's yeah, a that's, that's also just it. a picture of it, right? 
Yeah, that if you actually, there's other pictures of it where you're like, mm, it looks really familiar. <laughs> yeah, and with all of our like their their requirements for any U.S. company that wants to do business, yeah, like they they got it all. Like, well, maybe maybe they're getting by signing over that we're signing over all rights to yeah. But either way, well, maybe the Key West swimmers are getting pictures of some of our equipment, and then yeah. they put all those pictures together, and they're like, "Okay, come up with the concept." Now we know. We don't. We have mm-hmm. no idea what's on the inside, but now we know what it looks like on the outside. But we get a lot of information just from pattern of life. A pattern of life. Yeah, that's true. That's right. True. Go through your garbage; you can figure it out. Right. Yeah, I mean, wow, this guy goes through um, a lot of paper towels. <laughs> it's amazing what they do as far as stealing from us stuff yeah i mean yeah every every intelligence agency we have has identified them as the most direct threat to our technology oh yeah because they can replicate yeah and then we're so limited with taiwan with the microconductor and then if you think about, you know, taking it one step further to our infrastructure and then being able to take down our infrastructure. Yeah. Ooh, so, crazy. Watch out for those Chinese spies, man. <laughs> okay. You. Let's go on to, uh, I don't know how to take this story because it seemed like uh, these guys were going to win some money, but but now my question is how it affects a VA. But anyway, from taskandpurpose.com, 3M settled its combat earplug lawsuit for $6 billion. So they, didn't, they, they didn't actually go through it. They just settled. Right? Mm. So current and former service members have filed roughly 260,000 lawsuits claiming that the 3M earplugs that many U.S. service members were issued in Iraq and Afghanistan did not provide adequate protection. Some troops who have filed lawsuits over earplugs they say were defective, maybe in line for around $15,000 each as part of a $6 billion settlement with manufacturing conglomerate 3M. Damn. So as part of the settlement, 3M maintains that the plugs What'd you say? I I can't hear. You knew it was coming. (laughs) You knew it was coming. (laughs) Yeah, but that, that just may be a triple age for you. But you might as well put in a lawsuit too, Eric. Yeah, you you know. Um, 3M maintains that the plugs were, quote, safe and effective when used properly. Now, I almost can get that. Because if you remember, uh, I remember the old triple flange, cheap piece of shit earplugs that they issued us. Those with the little plastic with the three. Yeah, yeah. Christmas tree looking ones. But you you had to actually... To do it right, you had to actually grab your ear and pull up on it and put it in there so it would seat correctly. You remember having to do that? Yeah, because the you seal to was the, the other actual hand, grab piece your of the ear, tree. Pull it up, yeah, and then shove that down into your brain, it felt like sometimes. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I didn't keep those up. long. Then they went to them fucking spongies, and that's all we, we went had. Went to the foamies. Yeah, the foamies. Uh, but uh, let's see. According to the settlement, claimants can either receive a lump sum up front or apply for an evaluation of a claim that could lead to an even higher award. The, the exact amount for the lump sum award has yet to be determined. 
So if 3M paid this to the government, who's in charge of giving this money out? The VA. That's bad news, isn't it? Uh, The earplugs were made by Arrow Technologies Incorporated, which 3M acquired in April 2008. The U.S. government bought these particular earplugs between 2003 and 2015. Uh, My question is, if they get 15,000, do they still get to make a claim against to the VA? Or did they Good make question. the claim and they're getting paid for it? But then what? 15000 is just on top? It's like a nice Pro- to have? You know the government or the it's probably going to be since you took this there is not gonna, yeah, on that 10%. Your 10% is now knocked off. Your, your 10-20% is now void right? because you took this settlement so now it drops your overall your rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you lose that I wonder. I, you know, we're, I we're joking about it, it here. But we're cynical bastards, too. <laughs> yeah. but, but I can always, see that happening, though, man. Yeah, VA's exactly. not, they're not uh, uh, philanthropic. They're not like, <laughs> hey, we got to get rid of this money. We got to give it out to needy people. They are an insurance company. They're too busy going, losing it. We got to mm. save every penny because we know we're going to lose $3 billion next year. You get so. that 15000 <laughs> you're done. Don't I bet that I bet anymore. that's what they do. I bet that it's like let's make a deal. Door number one, fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Door right number now. two, ten percent. Which one do you want? Yeah. And after taxes on the fifteen, now you get nine. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so. So I don't know. I don't know where that's going to come from. But that's that was the thing that hit me. It's like, well, if they get if yeah. they take the money or if they file a claim. Or if they, they I, I don't know how they get more than 15000 That was just I like estimate. how we're so jaded that we're not like, you know what? <laughs> That's awesome that these guys get their yeah. money because they're, they got permanent tinnitus. Right. That wasn't our response at all. No. Our response was, Devious government. They can get you. Devious government, man. There's a part of the article that does say the exact amount of money that each of the plaintiffs will receive depends on how many decide to participate in the agreement. Anyone who has already filed a claim is eligible for the settlement, according to the settlement agreement. Others who believe they have a claim need to file their new claims promptly. So... Hmm. See, that makes it sound like you get the settlement and you can do a claim maybe for long term here. No, I think the settlement only goes to people who have filed a claim. Yep. Uh, All right. So I think that's saying if you haven't filed a claim yet, you're about to be shit out of luck because I I was getting hit up with those advertisements on like freaking YouTube and Facebook and all that. Like, oh, 3M settlement, make sure to file a claim. Yeah, I'm like how much are those lawyers making on this stuff, Ooh. too, man? Yeah, good point. A buttload, man. I mean, they put lawyers. in a ton of time. I don't doubt it, but like, yeah. if we're if they're eligible to pay for those or able to pay for those advertisements on all that stuff, yeah, it's buttload. Constant, losing constant advertisements yeah. too. Yeah, um, I guarantee the lawyers are the only ones making out like bandits. Oh, Some sure. Lawyers. And $15,000 to a guy with uh, tinnitus? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. 
So, but uh, but the, the other thought that came to my head was, do you think any veteran ever thought that once they were done with their, you know, and they were out of the military, their post-military life would be spent filling claims against companies or filing claims against companies and, and the government? No. I mean, my God, that's, that's all it is, right? Yeah. Hey, you were on it's Camp Lejeune. Did you file a claim? Did you drink the water? You're in Hawaii there were, there for the some fuel of those problem? guys that freaking they they don't get another job intentionally because they're trying to get a hundred percent. Well, sure, yeah. And they and they just they made a profession out of just it. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom until yeah. they get to a hundred percent, and then they're like, "All right, right." Did you mess That's with that stable. firefighting phone? Gonna... Right, right. Yeah, I've seen dozens of kids playing around in that firefighting phone. <laughs> Did they at a family a day? File a claim. That's what a whole life yeah. is, file a claim. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go into this, a bunch of Marine stories. Now, <laughs> just real quick, I, I ran across this Marine story right before we went on here. And I didn't even, I didn't even send it to you. So I'm going to share, I'm going to share the screen on this. They had a Marine who went through boot boot at four feet seven inches tall (laughs) he looks like he's eight years old man whoa but he made it through boot camp man you had to get away private first class nathaniel laprade made it through boot camp at four feet seven inches tall Shortest I don't know what else to say to that. That, that uniform had to be severely tailored. Ta- ta- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the Korean tailor shops were loving it when he was coming in. Yeah, Did it say are. how old he was? Because he does not look old enough. Regardless oh, it's, of his it's, yeah, he's old enough. I don't know why oh, he's so short. I was, I was scouring the articles like, why is he so short? Why is he so short? <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. Like, hey, some guys are short. But uh, you would have thought he would be like Filipino or something. You know, I mean, uh, but he made he a looks... great guide on because I always put the short motherfuckers as the guide on. Yeah, yeah. Guide on! Get him there. Pumping the cans. Yeah, but I mean, that uniform is just hanging off. <laughs> yeah. What does he got, Eric? Short, short? Or extra small, extra small? What is it? <laughs> That's got to be small, small. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But he he did it. He got through yeah. boot. Look at him. All the rest of them are on their knees. He's standing up, <laughs> and he's only about six inches tall. They're the they're loving. They're playing that up. But they yeah, said he's... a couple a couple of the guys were looking at him and kind of getting inspiration out of it. This short guy's hanging. He's doing all the stuff. He's doing the shoulder carry, right? He's doing the embracing the there. suck. I can embrace it with him. You know, I mean, four or seven. How much could he weigh? Maybe hundred eighty. And this guy, and he's carrying a hundred seventy, hundred sixty pound mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, because he ain't got no weight on him either. No, That's... no, no, not at all. So anyway, I, just, I I saw that right before we came on here. So good on to you, PFC Nathaniel Laprade. Wow, yep. four foot seven graduate of Marine boot camp. He looks like my grandson, man. And he's it wasn't Hollywood. He wasn't a Hollywood Marine. He was a Paris Island Marine. So that's where you need to go to be a Marine, man. Yeah, that's that's oh. what the Marines say. 
Except the ones who went to Hollywood. They don't say that. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, have you guys ever heard? Wait, wait there was that. We had that discussion of that short Green Beret. There, there was there an was army a... guy that that article talked about that. There was an army guy uh, who was special forces. He was four feet nine. Oh, four nine. Because this guy brought it up and four, he said, seven. "Oh yeah, the guy was a Green Beret Less at four feet nine pounds. I'm four foot seven, and I made it through boot camp, so I got him beat on two ways." And I was like, yeah, "Take it <laughs> easy, there. Ooh, but that guy's a there, Green Marine. Beret, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you just made it through boot. He's done a little <laughs> more <laughs> suffering than you have, pal. Yeah, maybe. And he's a <laughs> Vietnam era Marine, right? He was." Or like, uh, okay, Green let's Beret. calm it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Green Beret. So staying with the Marines. We will uh, call him a devil dog. He's a little bulldog. <laughs> the English bulldog. <laughs> uh, just like uh, Little Willie. Little Willie. Uh, so you, could. Have you, <laughs> have you ever heard the Marines being talked about saying that they eat crayons? I have never heard that. Apparently, that's a pretty popular <laughs> really? thing. To they're it. all crayon eaters. No, all I've never that. heard that. I've yeah. never heard that. It's it's basically making fun of their intellectual yeah. ability, intellectual, and that they'll yeah. uncouth and they'll eat anything, right? Oh yeah, or yeah, they'll just freaking <laughs> yeah. they're savages. So, well, there's there's some companies that have tried to capitalize on this, right? Or not yeah, try to capitalize, but they've used it. Um. This story is from Marine Corps Times. So there is now a craft crayon beer. <laughs> uh, oh. Let me just exclusively sold on Okinawa. <laughs> Guaranteed to prove improve yeah. your, your scaling abilities. You'll your literacy it. and dietary choices. Just take uh. it out of just take it out of the Marine's hand. Who's uh, passed out on your balcony? Oh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, drinking no. crayon—that's awesome. Here's so, that's Marine Corps times. That's so Marine Corps they time. know, they know oh. the stereotype. Uh, let's see. Uh, New Jersey's Icarus Brewing put out a Northeast Imperial India Pale Ale called Drinking Crayons. The label. Is written in child handwriting with dripping and melting red crayons, <laughs> and it clocks in at an impressive seven point nine percent alcohol. That's exactly what they need. Yeah, uh, a twelve pack of the more low key shrinking crayons is a four point eight percent beer, and a twelve pack retails for twenty five bucks. Yeah, that's about right. Marie, you will not partake of the beer <laughs> drinking can with crayons. <laughs> so oh, man. Its official description is it's brewed with there's a whole lot of stuff I don't know in here. So but but I do have brewing friends. So maybe they maybe they'll know what I'm talking about. Brewed with domestic two-row, Scottish golden promise, wheat malt, oats, and dextrin malt, hopped with Columbus, El Dorado, Amarillo, <laughs> and copiously dry hopped with lupulin mosaic. Lupulin Azaka, Lupulin Amarillo, and Columbus. What the hell is that? Bursting with juicy hops. tangerine, overripe mango, and sweet melon notes before landing on a lightly dank finish. With chopped in green dank. crayon. None of that sounds very good. 
But chopped in green candy. <laughs> so, so they got people trying to make money off of it. Okay, I I, I don't begrudge that. Yep. I like that. Um, the second story I got on this is: Have you ever heard of Terminal Lance? There's a guy who goes by uh, an artist name of Terminal Lance. Well, no. Terminal Lance is a comic strip and website created in 2010 by Maximilian Uriarte that satirizes United States Marine Corps life. Uriarte publishes the strip in the Marine Corps Times newspaper and on his own website, TerminalLance.com. So you can see it's it's like two panel skits and stuff of lousy marine life. Well, Terminal Lance has come out with a coloring book. (laughs) (laughs) Thus the crayons. Uh, Come out with a coloring book. So uh which is great. I think it's I think it's brilliant to be honest with you. Um and you can order it off of Amazon. Oh look at that. The book is called Coloring for Marines. Color your picture, eat as a snack. Eat the crayon, right? Yeah. There's a snack. Uh, he uh, he said he said I have a two year old toddler and he really likes he really loves coloring books. Uh, he had some coloring books sitting around. I was flipping through them and thought to myself that this could be a really fun thing to do with my Terminal Lance character, with the quote "Marines eat crayons" meme floating around. It seemed almost <laughs> too perfect not to do. Coloring for Marines isn't just a coloring book. It comes complete with word searches, mazes, and other interactive pages like the ones Uriarte saw in his toddler's coloring books. The illustrations are all originals uh, and can't be found anywhere else in the Terminal Lance world, but have the same biting Marine Corps humor fans have come to know and love. So I thought, is this just for a kid? And I was like, it's not for a kid. Because if you scroll down and you see a sample of one of those pictures... Yeah. yeah, got some innuendos going on. And the picture has, it's all blank, like a coloring book. And it has the uh, private from the Marines and a picture of a girl and a guy. And the words say, <laughs> you're on deployment and your girlfriend just posted a photo of her story with Jody from work. Don't worry, they're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> and the Marine is looking all sad. Yep. So now, you know, your drill instructor is using it for disciplinary action. Go in the corner, stand in position for attention, and color. And color, right. Color. Show me a picture. If it's like most military ops, you know, you're waiting for an awful long time. You're waiting for the plane to get there. You're waiting to go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Pull out your coloring book. Here's the other. Oh, hey. This is a picture of a guy bent over. And you can see his ass, and the doc has a, a, a needle that says, uh-oh. A thermometer. Or is that what it is? Uh-oh, yeah. this Marine didn't hydrate. Now he's a heat casualty. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I wonder how the is, core, what the core thinks about this little Yeah, thing, this is man. not a kid's oh, coloring book, good. man. I need to order it for my friend Adam. It's like 11 bucks on Amazon. The official position of the Corps. I know. That's pretty cool. Uh, Lastly, he says, uh, I want to do more fun and digestible book content like this, or maybe a volume two in the near future, as well as some other shorter comedic novels. Mm. 
until then, fans can keep themselves entertained with coloring for Marines and its 32 pages of coloring and other activities. <laughs> that so makes that's me pretty feel cool. so proud. I'd be so proud. I mean, I, I yeah. you see, like, uh, I know Army Times, uh, I think Air Force Times reposted some of that. You know, they got uh, military, like, cartoonists. That do like little one panel oh, yeah. shots in the back, you know, and I, I think that's what Terminal Lance is. So mm. good on him for getting the idea. People will buy it just to have it as a gift. Just to make fun of it. Yeah, just to make fun of it. It's like, yeah. And if he has more funny things like we just laughed about on two <laughs> panels, be like, yeah, that's that's worth your 11 bucks. Yeah. I, I literally put it on my wish list for later so I can buy it for my friend Adam. <laughs> Add to later. <laughs> yep. Oh. All right, so guess what look, you're getting for Christmas, Adam? That's <laughs> <laughs> a coloring book, my friend. And we're going to give you the big box of 64 crayons, yeah. so you have every color, all the flavors, all the all... flavors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat them before you finish the book. Yeah. <laughs> so some, show some self restraint. <laughs> Okay, for the last round here, uh, I bring you back to the Coast Guard. Right? As usual, man. I know. Coast I, I, I can only imagine, like, at the Coast Guard's Christmas party, they've got to have, like, okay, best rescue award. <laughs> Who oh, nominates yeah. the, you know, I got one, I got one. Right? They got to have stories coming out of there. Yeah. You know what, right? They take care of business, man. Well, here's mm -hmm. one, too. And this one is from Fox 35 Orlando. A Florida man tried to travel to London by crossing the Atlantic Ocean in a hamster wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, so, man. You can't make this up. I, I know. I, I, I think the easier thing to do is to... Uh, watch the the quick little news report on it because it's better than what I could say. So, stand by, share, there we go. Thirty-five. A story about trying to walk on water in an unusual human-sized hamster wheel. Well, it turns out he is <laughs> at it again, and he was reportedly stopped trying to make it to London. Fox I like it. I, he's at it again. Good morning to you. Three times he's trying. Headlines: His vessel was in Central Florida. Yes, he was. He didn't make it to London either. The most recent attempt was a little more than a week ago. So the Coast Guard says they had to rescue 44-year-old Reza Bellucci, 70 miles off the coast of Tybee Island in Georgia. He was seen running in this hamster wheel contraption. This is certainly not the first time we've reported on him. In the summer of 2021, Bellucci was encountered by Flagler County deputies when that hamster wheel lost ashore uh, a little further north in St. Augustine. Witnesses made a call about the vessel. At the time, he told deputies he was raising money for charity and he was making his way to New York. I'm out here with a yeah, okay. giant... I don't even know what you're going to call this. No ceiling, just <laughs> inside of water. You're just inside of it? Running. 
So at the time the Coast Guard was contacted, Bellucci was not arrested. The Coast Guard saying he ignored an order outlining safety conditions that he had to meet as well. A similar failed trip from South Florida in 2016 ended with a $10,000 civil penalty. His first recorded attempt was all the way back in 2014. So this has gone on for nine years. I can tell you the Coast Guard is not wow. laughing about this. They filed a criminal complaint against the unsafe voyage. According to that report, they said that he would take his own life if he was apprehended. They also said he had a bomb on board that was never found. Oops. Officials later admitted he did not have a bomb. He is now facing, as you can imagine, several federal charges this morning. Genius. Well, How many crayons did he eat before he did here's that? Here's the thing, though. Who cares? Let him go. I, I That's what I thought, too. It's but a I, single person <laughs> in a single craft. He's not killing anybody. He's not doing... Have at it, dude. <laughs> we're, we're not rescuing you. So You've received two warnings up to now. Yeah, we're not coming for you. Go. If this is the way you want to go, sink or swim, literally. <laughs> the uh the video didn't didn't do it justice. And they were saying uh, on August 26th, US Coast Guard stopped Balucci after after spotting him on his homemade vessel approximately 70 miles east of Tybee Island. Damn, so he so it ate it 70 bit. miles, right? If not more. It was then that he told officials he was headed to London, <laughs> which is like another 4,000 miles. That's uh, a hell of a walk there, buddy. Coast Guard deemed his hamster wheel uh, was unsafe for the voyage and ordered him to get into their boat. Authorities said Bellucci said he was armed with a 12-inch mm. knife and would attempt to kill himself if officers tried to remove him from the wheel. For days. For <laughs> days. Again. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. We tried. We're wasting lots of resources. Yep. You guys well, have yeah. a fun time. For days, Coast Guard officers tried to get Bellucci into the boat. And I guess he's just paddling along. At one point, officials said <laughs> he displayed. He's like this. Yeah, it's like with, with his finger up. <laughs> yeah. He, he reaches it past, like just outside the floaties. <laughs> Hey, Skip, he's flipping us off again. God damn it. What's your name? Skip. (laughs) Fuck you, Skip. Oh, my God. Why'd you give him my name, man? (laughs) Coast Guard said he displayed two knives and threatened to use a bomb to blow himself up along with the wheel. Officers believed his threat was valid because Bellucci was reported reportedly holding wires in his hand. Genius. He later told officers the bomb was not real. Ah, just kidding, guys. <laughs> got him. Got him. This guy got and any skip, family? Skip uh, I don't know. Anything. But they encountered him on August 26th. On August 29th, officers were able to safely get Bellucci off the hamster wheel. He was brought to uh, brought to shore at the U.S. Coast Guard base in Miami Beach. The recent the, the, and they alluded to this. The recent incident was not the first time he attempted to travel the ocean by running yep. in what he calls his bubble. Back in 2014, he had to be rescued from a hydro bubble near St. Augustine. His second attempt was in 2016, where he had to be rescued from a hydro pod off the coast of Jupiter, Florida. In the summer of 2021, Bellucci was encountered. I know he was encountered by Flagler County deputies when his hamster wheel washed ashore farther north in St. Augustine, Florida. At the time, he claimed he was raising money for charity. 
Unbelievable. I'll give the guy, he's got spunk. He keeps trying. Yeah. Well, he's, he's either got he's either got spunk or how much was his fine though? You said like Oh, I don't know. What did they say? Uh five grand or something like that? It was pretty happy. No, it was way higher than that. It was ten something. Oh, is that what oh I don't have it written down here, so the video must have said it. I don't know what they oh, said. Damn it. I'd go back and see it. That's a lot. But this guy obviously has money. I mean, you're not doing that on a, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. You're not no. out there. Unless you're, unless you're just constantly go going it. down to the docks and, and come running back with like two buoys. And I'm like, oh, I'm halfway got there. Him. I freaking got him. <laughs> it is crazy. So uh, good luck. I wonder when his next attempt is going to be. But apparently this guy is a marathon. But still, that's four that's four thousand miles. Or whatever it is. I don't know if it's four thousand miles. How far is it to London to uh Florida, Florida? to London? By water? <laughs> yeah, by it's water. Longer than a day's walk. <laughs> four hundred miles, maybe? Oof. I don't know. I got thrown off when I thought English Channel and then I don't know. I got all confused. It's a long way. Take the tram. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, take oh, the take the boat. Take but the once boat. again, like who? I don't know. Who cares? I, I'm with you. Like, I'm with, it's, it's almost let's like go. it's let's all, go. You, you know the guy on the boat was like, God, I wish you hadn't seen this guy. Dude, day two, you know there was somebody on the boat and it's like, just tease the shit out of him, drag him <laughs> off that boat. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, is he, is he is he humping it on the wheel? He's, <laughs> yeah, the right. He's like, two wires, baby, two wires. Right. And then <laughs> random one of these. It's an obscene. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It's obscene, man. As he's going, what, a quarter of a mile an hour? You know there was some junior enlisted. Like, sir, I can solve this problem. Just Had enough. Or better yet, it. give me a Three safety feet. pin. I'm going to pop that fucking hamster wheel. And that captain's like, you got us into this mess. If you had just said you didn't see him, we wouldn't have <laughs> yeah. been trailing him. Yeah, time. exactly. Oh, yep. my God. Well, I yeah, doubt that awesome. becomes the uh, best rescue at their awards banquet for that one. No, they, well, it's got to be in the running, though, right? Does he it's get not the most adventure or something? <laughs> What's that? Like how many? He's on rescue number four from the Coast Guard. Like he's got to uh, get That's a punch his fourth card. one. Yeah, that's his yeah. fourth one. Punch get him. <laughs> like fifth. We'll see you next year. We'll see you next year. You get a freaking you know, free like emergency blanket, those <laughs> aluminum foil looking emergency blankets. Like, all right, here you go, Ross. Here's your emergency blanket. You know, with those big cutters they got, why don't you just like throw a grappling hook on this thing? It's like enough of this. Just throw his ass yeah, back into the shore. Break it in, man. He's he's tumbling as they're tumbling him back in. <laughs> this will teach him. Got him. Oh, Sixty-five miles to go, baby. Hang on. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell look. me when he pukes for the third time, and we'll slow down. <laughs> I just picture that because if any one of your kids or you had one of those hamsters and those balls, and they they. Go and you you know you couldn't help but kick that ball across the floor a little bit just to see that hamster centripetal force it inside that ball right. It's a little kick. 
just a little bit, just faster than those little, you know, quarter inch legs can go. Oh, that's the same thing they should do to this dude. You know. Oh, gee. Uh, I think uh, that's rounds complete. What do you say, oh, fellas? Man. Uh, and depth. On behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service headline news. Man, thanks for the week, and I'll see you next week. Me and Little Willie are going for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy you finally got off the hamster wheel. Marty and I are still on it. We're still on it. That's right. I look forward to it when you join me, man. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Boom.